tonight, I know it's close to 8 o'clock, but you know, as I was, during prayers, while I was sitting over there and praying, and uh, I know I've been talking about them in the book of Ephesians, but I was sitting there, and the Lord spoke to my heart and uh, said, I want you to go to Psalms 91, and uh, I want you to minister out of Psalms 91 tonight. And uh, you know, I, I, I just smart enough to believe God knows what we're to have here. And uh, so uh, I went in my office and, and uh, looked and read. I didn't read it, but because uh, I've read it umpteen dozen times. And uh, but I want to read this in the uh, uh, the New Living Translation. And uh, I want you to listen to what it says. How many believe Psalms ninety one is for us? Amen. If you believe that, raise your hand. I want to see your hands. Because see, you got to believe this psalm. You gotta believe it just wasn't stuck in there by accident or maybe, you know, it was in there just sounded good. You know, I think sometimes we think that just sounds good. No, it's not just sounds good. It is good. And it is real and it's powerful. And man, if there's ever a time we needed to get a hold, get to get a hold of this psalm, it's now. I mean, we're living in some evil days and, and I'm telling you, the devil's going to steal, kill and destroy and, and there's all kinds of things going on. I have never in the history of my life and I'm 62 years old, heard of all the people that's being diagnosed with these diseases. And uh, cancer's running rampant, but I tell you what, it's defeated. Did you know Jesus, there was cancer in Jesus' day? Didn't you know that? He said he healed all diseases, all manner of diseases, all kinds of diseases. I mean, when they, when they had thousands of people coming in, the Bible says he healed them all. There was cancer patients out there. There were people with arthritis, people with high blood pressure, diabetics, uh, uh, all kinds of people, and he healed them all. And I'm telling you something. God has already provided for us healing. Amen. It's already provided. Amen. When he was, was strapped to that whipping post and they put stripes on his back, Isaiah said this 700 and some odd years before it happened. He said, by Jesus' stripes, you are healed. By his stripes, you are healed. First uh, Peter 2, 24 uh, re- reinstated it when he said, by Jesus' stripes, you were healed. Did you know that's something you need to lay claims to? You said, well, if it's already happened, why should I lay claims to it? You need to let God know and yourself know and the devil know you know. Huh? I know what the Bible says. Listen, here's why it's, it's so important that we take the word of God and verbally speak it. Because Jesus did it. I said, Jesus did it. Did he not? Luke chapter 4, when he was being tempted upon the Mount of Temptation, every temptation came his way, he, he would say, it is written. And then he would say what was written. See, we got to not just say, well, wouldn't it be nice if all we had to do is run around saying, it's written, it's written, it's written. No, 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 we got to say what's written. You can't say what's written unless you know what's written. And so when you know what's written, what you're doing is you're literally taking a weapon which is called the sword of the Spirit, which is, the Bible says, the Word of God. Now listen to me, we can get lazy on that if you don't watch it. Now I'm talking about myself. We can get lazy on confession of the Word of God. I tell you what, I got lazy on some of my confessions. Man, all of a sudden I woke up the other day and I thought, my God, I better start talking to my body again. Not that there's anything going on with my body, but I thought I better start talking to it again. I need to start talking to my inward parts. Huh? I, I, I call out everything in my body that I know of. And then I just turn the rest over and say, God, you know what I don't know. Amen? 
And I, I'd have an organ recital. I guarantee in an eight, I'm hurting here. It's the best God, I start calling them healthy and strong and, and uh, going to my, the, all my systems in my body that I'll know about. Listen, that is important. You said, well, God already knows. Yes, he does. Well, well, Jesus knew what God knew, but yet he still said it to the enemy. Am I right? So in Psalms 91, we need to, we need to put this in our heart. We need to put this in our, our, our sheath here, our spirit. It says, those who live, verse one, in the shelter of the most high. Those who live in the shelter of the most high will find rest in the shadow of the Almighty. The New King James says, He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I'm de- he's, now, when we're reading this psalm, you got to understand something about this psalm, and, and I hope I get through this psalm. This psalm, it starts out talking about who he's talking to. Who this psalm is going to affect. It starts out the very first verse. Here's who this psalm is going to affect. Those who dwell in the secret place of the Most High. Those who abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I want you to understand, this psalm did not tell it's the people who are perfect. It's not what it said. It said those who seek for God, those who serve God, those who want God, and uh, they, they, they abide in His presence. Verse 2 says, This I declare of the Lord, about the Lord. He alone is my refuge and my place of safety. He is my God and I trust Him. And the, the, the New King James says, I'll say of the Lord, He's my refuge, my fortress, my God, in Him I will trust. That means your protector. He's my, but notice what He said, I will say of. Don't think your saying don't have anything to do with the effects of this happening. Because He said, I will say of the Lord, He is my protector. He is my refuge. He's my fortress. He's my stronghold. He's my high tower. I say of the Lord. I say of the Lord. I will say. Everybody say, I will say. say. So you got to decide you're going to say it. You say, why does it matter if I say it? Because he said we are to say it. Am I right? Just like when he said, let the weak say I'm strong. So why should I say I'm strong? Because the Bible says say you're strong. Amen. And so we, we can always get into some kind of argument on this and saying, well, I don't see any sense in it. But I'm going to tell you something. You need to see some sense in this. Because if you don't see any sense in it, you're not going to do it. Am I right? Well, the Bible says it, so that settles it. Listen, that's true. But yes, listen to me. You've got to believe it and you need to declare it. He said, I declare about the Lord. He alone is my refuge, my place of safety. He is my God and I trust in Him. If you just have to get this psalm out on the, every day and read this and declare it. I've read it in all kinds of translations and such as that. And, and uh, <clears throat> they kind of read differently and such. But there, there's a reason I, I picked the New Living Translation tonight. It says, for He will rescue you from every trap and protect you from deadly disease, and protect you from deadly disease. The devil wants you to quit, give up. And he wants you to take every report that comes down the pipe. He wants you to accept every report and say, well, I guess they said it, so that settles it. No, that's, that's not true at all. They may say it, but praise God, my Bible says that He will deliver you or protect you from ev- deadly disease. 
I found out the devil will try to put something on you even though God says I've already made the, 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 I've already made the provision for you to be healed of it. <clears throat> John, this must be going around, whatever it is. Around. around, that's right, way around. For he will, listen to this, for he will rescue you from every trap and to protect you from deadly disease. He will rescue you or deliver you. Verse 4 says, He will cover you with His feathers, and He will shelter you with His wings. His faithful promises are your armor and protection. His faithful promises are your armor and your protection. You've got to know what the promises are for them to be your armor and your protector. Am I right? So he says that the faithful promises of God, and it, God's not no big chicken upstairs either, either when it says he'll cover you with his feathers, but I tell you what, it likens him as a mother hen when, there, when some danger comes around and all their baby chicks are running around. You ever watch? I've seen this happen. I've seen a mother a hen with little, anybody ever seen that with them little chicks? And I tell you what, if danger seems to be around, she'll cackle a little bit and all them chicks will run right, she'll raise her wings and they'll run right under her wings. She'll just squat over them like this. And all that thing can see is mama chick, mama chicken. I tell you what, we abide under the shadow, we are under his wings and his feathers, and when they look at you, they are to see nothing but God. Amen. Nothing but God. Oh, I like that. His faithful, I like that. His faithful promises are your armor and your protection. Y'all like that? That's in the New Living Translation. Do not be afraid of the terrors of the night nor of the arrows that fly in the day. It said, do not dread the disease that stalks in darkness, nor the disaster that strikes at midday. Though a thousand fall at your side, and though ten thousand are dying around you, these evils will not touch you. Come on now, that's in the Bible. I said, that's in the Bible. Though all these diseases, all these troubles, all these evils all around, everywhere we hear, everywhere we, if you watch the news, and I, I watch the news occasional on Fox, uh, different Fox News and such as that, and every day you opened up, somebody's being shot, somebody's being killed, somebody's doing all kinds of stuff is happening in the world, and I lay claims to Psalms 91. In fact, every morning when I pray, I say, God, I claim Psalms 91 over my family and my life. I claim that Psalm, I, and then I, I don't quote the whole Psalm, but I quote different parts of the psalm in that when I'm declaring it. Why? Because I believe it. I believe that we we have the right to claim Psalms 91 over for our protection, for our health, and our, our uh, for our families. I'm telling people get all shook up. What are we going to do if? Listen, I don't even get into that what are we going to do if. I know what I'm going to do. I'm just going to believe the Word of God. People says, what would you do if? Listen, I'm not going to even go there. What would you do? I've had people ask me before that, that was going through some certain things. And I had a lady one time ask, uh, going through some things, cancer such as this. And, and th- that cancer had went into remission. And, and, uh, she walked by me, was at Living Word Church. She walked by and said, she didn't call me pastor, she called me Randy. But she said, uh, they want to do a bone marrow. Uh, is a bone marrow transplant? Is that what they do? Something like that in, in, in the cancer. And she said, uh, what would you do? And I said, well, I can't tell you what I would do, but I'm telling you, we believe you're healed. We believe, and I believe you are to, listen to me, I hope y'all hear me tonight. 
You need, to, you need to listen to what the doctors say, but you need to listen to that voice on the inside of you. You better listen to God. Are you hearing me? You better listen to God because God's got the ins and outs of it. Well, I told her she, and, and anyway, I'm not even going to tell you the outcome because it wasn't good. She went through with it. It wasn't good. But the thing about it is it was already on its way out. It's in remission. And but anyway, I got another friend of mine that that hey he had uh what was Alan have Alan Martin Rusty's brother lymphoma. He got lymphoma. They diagnosed him with lymphoma, and they <clears throat> they said that all these scheduled all these t- treatments up for him to take. And there's nothing wrong with them treatments. I mean, John's take treatments, and and God's worked through that and touches this. But here's what he was. He went to, he was scheduled to go take a, a, I think it was radiation treatment or something one day. And he had already had chemo. He was going to radiation. And God told him, he said, the Holy Ghost spoke to me and said, don't take it. He said, I've healed you. Well, he just ignored, he, he, he just ignored it and went ahead and took it. It almost killed him. He almost died from the treatment. And so after he got through with that treatment, he told him, I will not take another treatment. Take me off. He was totally healed by God. Totally healed. No cancer left in his body. But listen, he was listening to God. He didn't listen to God, even though he'll tell that testimony, that he'll tell it, that uh, the Lord spoke to me not to do it, and I did it anyway, and it almost killed me. Listen, that's why we we need to be... Listen to me real good. I, I know, listen... Listen real good. You need to be in tune with the Holy Ghost. You need to be in tune. You need to know that you know that you know when God speaks to you. Amen? I'm not telling you to do something because somebody else did it. You can get in trouble that way. Huh? I've heard of people saying, well, I believe I'm healed, so uh, my eyes are healed, so they just step on their glasses. Well, somebody has to lead them home. They can't see. You listen to the voice of the Holy Ghost. Why? Because He is your healer and He knows what you need to do. He says, you, if, where, where do I quit? Seven. Though a thousand fall at your side, though ten thousand are dying around you, these evils will not touch you or your family. Just open your eyes and see how the wicked are punished. If you make the Lord your refuge, If you make the Most High your shelter, no evil will conquer you. And this is what it says, if. There's a condition here. Anytime you say if, that means it's a condition. If you make the Lord your refuge, if you make the Most High your shelter, no evil will conquer you. No plague, that's also deadly disease, will come near your home. Praise God. Man, I tell you what, you need to lay claims to the psalm. Lay claims to it. For he will order his angels to protect you wherever you go. Did you know everywhere you go, there's angels? I said, there's angels everywhere you go. You said, I can't see them. It don't matter if you see them or not. They're there. What, isn't that what he said? He'll order his angels? Huh? 
You know, I, I know, I know there's, a, in fact, me and Linda, if we, when we go somewhere before we drive off or something like that, we always say, Father God, I thank you for the blood of Jesus that covers. We go through all that deal of going on the road. And I said, angels, uh, we thank you that you're, uh, you're in the front, the back, left, the right, the bottom, and the top of our vehicle as we travel and you keep us safe. I, I, I watched, y'all ever seen, did y'all see that Michelin commercials one time where it was going and there was like two angels are uh, flying by that car? And every time I see that, I, rec- I, I think of, that's the way it looks when we're driving down the road. Angels are in front, the back, the left, the right, the bottom. Isn't that what it said? He said he'll order his angels to watch over you and keep you, lest you bet, uh, dash your foot against a stone. It says they'll hold you up with their hands, and you won't even hurt your foot on the stone. You know, I, I remember uh, years ago I was a newborn I was a newborn Christian, didn't know anything about Psalms 91, nothing. Didn't know anything about hard no, none of the Bible, none of the word. And I was working offshore. And uh and uh I, one time I went up in the derrick. And if you know anything about the drilling rigs or something else, that's that tall thing up there where you have to go up there. It was 90 feet from there to the floor. And I went up there to relieve a guy and a friend of mine and, and, uh, to, so he could go eat lunch and I was up there and when he got back up there, I said, well, well, I'm going to go help him. He was pulling, so you don't know the terminology or what it was, fingers up where the pipe went in and he was pulling it up and, uh, he was having a hard time. So I was going to, I took my belt off, the, 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 all the safety stuff I had on, I took it off and I was going to jump down on the catwalk around it. And when I did and help him out and when I did, I jumped off right through the hole. Right through the hole that there's nothing between that but metal, 90 feet down. And um, God did a miracle. I was a baby Christian, didn't know much, but God did a miracle. I stuck up there like this. I was four foot up, dropped, struck in the hole, and hung like this. And I finally crawled back up on that platform. I crawled up there and uh, laid there for a little while because it hurt, hurt me. And uh, I laid there up there a little while, and I, I thought, man, that was close. And I went back up there the next day and put my arms like that. My arms didn't even reach across there. God, angels, you can never tell me that God's angels didn't hold me up, that did not hold me up and keep me alive because I'd have been splattered all of... And they saw me dangling up there, my dad and all them. They was down there thinking, what is he doing? Well, I wasn't playing around. But I, I thought of this when I learned the Psalms, and that's what happened to me right there. It says, you will trample upon the lions and the cobras and, and you will crush fierce lions and serpents under your feet. Now, I mean, that, those represents the devil. The Lord says, I will rescue those who love me. I will protect those who trust in my name. When they call on me, I will answer. I will be with them in trouble. I will rescue and honor them. I will reward them with a long life and give them my salvation. With long life, I'll satisfy you and show unto you my salvation. Everybody shout long life. Say long life. You know, you are to live till you're satisfied. Am I right? It ought to be when you say, well, I'm done, done. I think that's what Brother Hagin did. He finally decided, well, I'm just ready to go on. 87, something like that, 87 years old. I've heard of others, they just, they just decided, they, the others just believed God to take them on. And they just went on. E.W. Kenyon, he just told his family, I'm leaving at 10 o'clock in the morning, you better show up, I'm going to go home. He went there and made a big breakfast, ate everything, and his family coming at 10 o'clock in the morning, he went home to be with Jesus. He just decided what day and what time he's going to go, I guess. Huh? 
But I always say with long life you satisfy me and show unto me your salvation. I, here's what I always say. I live long and I finish strong. Say it with me. I live long and I finish strong. I say that over myself all the time. I live long and I finish strong. Amen. We need to lay claims to this psalm and say, God, I'm believing you. I'm trusting in you. I'm not going to allow any deadly disease to come nigh my dwelling. I'm going to make a stand on the word of God. I'm going to hold to your promises and your promises are going to be a protection to me and it's going to be an armor to me. Amen. I'm telling you, God is so good. Let, let Psalms 91 be a fresh book in your mind. I'm telling you, open it up every... You, listen, you're to open it up every day. I read it for every day for I don't know how long. And uh, different, all different translations. I'd read all different translations of it and such as that. And, and uh, I still quote... Most every day I quote certain song, certain verses out of that most every day. And uh, listen to me, it's important. I'm not trying, I'm not trying to, uh, make myself know it. I know it. It's become a revelation to me. Man, I tell you what, we, we, we thank God, even the angels of God. I thank God that the angels of God's encamped about us everywhere we go. Huh? I mean, it don't matter at my house. If you, if you drove up and saw in the spirit, you'd see angels standing around my house. So how do you know? I know. Huh? We, 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 Commission them to take charge of our place. Amen. And if you could see my car going down the road, my truck going down the road, you'd say, wow, he's got an escort. Look at those mighty angels all around the place. Amen. Isn't God good? Well, I could go longer and longer, but I'm not. Isn't God good? That was a very short version of all this, by the way. You can just preach a long time on Psalms 91, but God's good, isn't he? Praise God. Live long and finish strong. Amen. Father, we love you so much. We thank you for your word that liveth and abideth forever. We thank you for Psalms 91. God, you put that in the Bible on purpose. It's intentional. And God, we're going to learn it on purpose. And we're going to learn it intentionally. And God, we're going to believe it. We're going to trust you. and We're going to lay claims to it. And we're going to say and declare what is written in Psalms 91 over our families, over our health, over our lives, over our homes, over our church, over our nation, God. We're going to just lay claims to the word of the living God. We love you for it, and we thank you, and we give you glory. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Praise God. You know I-